we've done worse things. There was an episode where we all made selves and then just <laughs> each person controlled like the person to their right. It's oh my god. So I would like this to This is a cult. <laughs> is Sarah Mook Costumes. My pronouns are she and also sometimes they and I I will never believe it! <laughs> Hi. I'm Ray. My pronouns are they and them and I can't shout because most people in my house are retiring <laughs> for the evening and I will never believe it. Hi, I'm Riley. My pronouns are he and they, and I could <laughs> shout, but I'm electing not to. And I will never believe it. And we are joined by a guest a whose very name is. Guest. Hello, my name is Tim Bat, and my pronouns are he, him. And I'm on an incredibly hot microphone, so I'm delighted to yell, <laughs> Never believe it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome! To the beautiful chilies that we we call. Welcome to the manor. Never believe it. The manor. Welcome the never to our beautiful manor. home. Oh, the manor. Hello. Uh, Sit yourself down in the parlor. There's a hole in Tim. the wall where we punched it, but please don't look directly at it. <laughs> please do not. Look. <laughs> Tim, 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 Tim. What um important questions that we have for every guest? The one before you. Do you is, want to uh, describe what, what the podcast is about quickly first? 
Yes, sorry, oh, I yeah, forgot, yeah, that's, Sarah. That's what I'm supposed to do. I, I definitely always remember to do this. This is a podcast in which we search for the truth, the greater truth, the narrow truth, truth. within the blasphemous media property known as Naruto. Naruto. Each episode we watch an episode of Naruto <coughs> filler. filler and figure out what this show is really, really? about. Really about. Canon equals lies. Equals. And this is a serious podcast about the nature of truth. No jokes on this are there one. Any qu- are there any questions so far? <laughs> yes, I'm not taking questions from the, the congregation. From the floor. I have a question. Please. Yeah. Yes. the fuck is the show about, dudes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. With you, you, as far as we understand it, this is your first ever inter- uh, interf- interfacing with Naruto. That's I've correct. just popped yeah. my cherry. I was a Naruto oh. virgin wow. up until this morning. Up until like 45 minutes ago. We're so blessed to have someone so pure on this show. So fresh. Mm-hmm. So clean. So fresh and so clean. <laughs> I guess the important question to you is, what is this show really about? I want to know from you. I feel like based you on what know better seen. than us. Yeah, we're, we're so deep in we're tainted with 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 lies and truth and we mm. just need a clear mm-hmm. vision we're so what- in yep. sin yes absolutely. so here's what i know this is a property which has been around for a long time i think i really quickly googled it and uh maybe the manga was out first in 1997 mm-hmm. and then i stopped mm-hmm. researching anything i can't believe you did any research at all that's when i was born well that was the extent of it <laughs> Really? really? Yes. Far out. I am feeling very universe brain about this, but please, please, Tim, go on. Uh, I've had brushes up against this this uh, this cultural phenomenon um, throughout the years. I feel like this and One Piece are two things that I know nothing about, mm. but like keep coming at me. <laughs> they keep trying to introduce themselves to me and I say, no, no, not for me. As Thank you. you. I'm going to go through and watch the entire series of Evangelion Neon Genesis because uh, I saw the odd episode but never never did the full series. So <laughs> I'm an old man. <laughs> a, a gri- both a grizzled veteran and a Naruto newborn. Mm. Mm. It's poetic. The two are, really are within the one. But yeah, we we're we're very happy to like you know have you born again into this new Naru new world. Um, mm-hmm. And speaking of Naru new things, what we usually do at the at the top of the podcast is kind of like one might do a kind of reading in some kind of organized uh, mm, gathering. Um, mm-hmm. We sort of go. <laughs> I through- get you. We spoke ever ever so briefly before we hit the record button, and the amount of times. You people impressed upon me. This is not a cult. The first time I heard it, I was like, okay, it sounds like this podcast isn't a cult. And then you said it again. I was like, huh, it's kind of interesting that they bring it up twice in such a short space of time. And then you sent me a document which was incredibly cult-like in nature. And then you said again, we are not a cult. And now here I am hearing for at least the fourth time this morning, this podcast is not a cult. But it sounds a lot like it's a cult. We just think it's important for you to know. You're, you're saying the word, you're saying the word cult to me, uh, and, oh. and that's only the first piece of the puzzle because the rest of it is Ural phenomenon. We are we we may not be we're a cultural <laughs> phenomenon, and 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 <laughs> you can't spell cultural phenomenon without cult. 
Precisely. <laughs> Add that to the tenants. Right, right. Someone, Riley. Uh, I'll put it in. I'll put it in. Um, uh, the tenants, listen to yourself. <laughs> it's fine. They live in our okay, mind right free. I promise. Um, so, what were you saying? Whoever was saying, yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I was saying, I was saying, you know, we usually go through and and kind of pick out some of our favorite ones to, to read and like remind us of of Oturan's greatness or or, mm-hmm. or Sadsuke's suffering. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, with the quick perusal that you'd had through this, this is legitimate a document, do. if you had uh, any particular favorites you wanted to dig into, address, just mm. just. One thing I will say is, if you're stuck, close your eyes, scroll up and down for a few seconds, and then pick one at random. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is, w- and, is, is this directed at me? Or, or? Yes, yes, we're directed at Oh, amazing. All of us. <laughs> I mean, am I well, then, <laughs> I'll, I'll kick off. Thank you, I will Tim. begin with a reading from um, chapter 5, passage 20. Respect wheels! Only few left. <laughs> it's, it's very true. It's very important. Very important. There's only my, a few of them left, is the thing. My my favorite is well known to the audience at this point, but I will say it again, um, which is, I believe, is down here in, in, in I think, section six. Mm. Uh, let me type in the word bad and see if I can find it. <laughs> Here, yes, we say here in uh, chapter five, uh, section three, why do so we bash Naruto's for <laughs> uh, not being there for other ninjas? Buit, we never question if other ninja have bad vibe or if their bad vibes are just be around. The classic tenet that we all like. The classic tenet. That we all know. Sarah, Ray? I, well, I, I think Sarah, that I was scrolling again. I was closing my eyes and scrolling up and down. And there's, mm. there's one that I find that we, we kind of... We we don't often address, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and that's that Naruto and Evangelion are filmed on the same lot. Mm, very we did say that, didn't we? <laughs> the, 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 I can't thing. remember why we said that, but we did say it. Listen, we discovered truths on this podcast, and that's mm. one of them. And Ray? Uh, well, I did some I did some closed eyes scrolling and then picked one at random, and uh, I landed on uh, Sasuke played ping pong once. And he broke all his bones, and he said, "Oof, ow, my bones." <laughs> he did. Oof, ow. Now, Tim, I would like to ask you something. Um, do you know who Sasuke is? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to guess that Sasuke Please. was the little girl stirring the hot pot at the very end who got chided mm-hmm. by the other guy that um, she wasn't putting enough effort into the curry of life. This is revolutionary. I'm I'm writing this down. I'm, hey, hey, I'm writing it down. <laughs> I think that is a very interesting read. And now I guess I guess we should probably get directly into the episode because mm. we've done a lot of we've done a lot of forework. Now I want to say you can feel free to not do this, to say no. But we have asked guests in the past to just give a quick recap of the episode. Just the mm-hmm. broadest strokes you can. Sure. And I'd like to, I'd like or to know in from as you. much detail as like. <laughs> yes. That is here's, <laughs> here's what I know. Please. We open with Wind Dragon Battle. <laughs> yes. Riga? I'm not sure, to be completely honest. <laughs> Don't know. Unimportant. 
a woman comes and shakes him to life. Grandma Sunso has the curry of life. This is mm-hmm. this is uh, some sort of miracle food product. Niggy, Niggy, Neggy, Neggy, Neggy does not come back to life. I love but uh, Naruto and pals make an attempt to save all the combatants, and it turns out this battle was a lot larger than. I guess we were showing they're just going around trying to cram curry into people's mouths to rescue them, which is um, pretty sweet. Uh, Now, what's important to note, which is revealed to the audience through flashback about halfway through the episode, is that dunked into the curry of life is an entire bottle of red wine. And there's one really cool character that looks like, um, I've forgotten, the kind of... um, monster from the ring what's that little girl's oh. name Sadako? Uh, the, 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 the little i think it starts girl, right think starts with an s shimano oh i mm. uh we also uh, know just as maybe little her name is sasuke yeah it's like uh, yeah that could Oops, be oh samara samara it's samara samara yeah so, um, this guy looks like Samara. He gets hammered and he starts, uh, it's, I would describe it as like, um, uh, oh, what is it called? Like drunken master fight yeah, yeah, style. Drunken monk mm. fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like an established form of martial arts and manages to dodge this guy's lightning attacks. Um, mm-hmm. he is revealed, well, to me <laughs> as a first time watcher <laughs> of the show to be, um, one of seven, uh, I believe they're called like swordsmen or something, which is some illustrious honor. Uh, he's got a little brother who sits on his shoulder, who mm-hmm. he borderline killed, but didn't quite die. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I feel like he took his soul uh, away from the little kid brother so that he may live. And then there's some confusing events where the kid brother shrouds them in mist and says, I will act as your eyes. And then attempts to walk both of them off a cliff in a presumed act of revenge. Um, and then I've written down a, a little note that says Ranmaro turned up. I can't remember who that is or what that's in reference to. And then I've simply written down, referring to the um, curry of life, it spices blend together like the hopes of all mankind. Because it was a line that- together like the hopes of all so mankind is the thing. It uh, just I, stuck out to me. And then I, and the only other note, I'm almost done. The only oh, other note that I have is uh, they can they can say crap in this show. And then I was done. <laughs> thank <laughs> you so much, Tim. That was beautiful. Thank you for the... <laughs> thank you. Thank you. There is so much to dig in. This this episode is, is, is rife with symbolism. Rich with content. And I guess the... F- I guess the first thing that I wish to bring up is I really want to know what do we think the curry of life is? What do we think about the curry of life? Ah, this is where I have an entire TED talk to partake to you guys, to relay to you <laughs> I guys. cannot wait to hear I this. Wait for your TED talk, so, uh, Riley, you watched this once. Yes, I, I watched this once. Tim, you watched this once. Sure did. Ray and I watched this at least four times. I'm not quite sure why. We just kind of couldn't stop. We and we have our brains are completely smooth mm. and we understand the truth of the curry of life. Yes. Um <laughs> and that it is it 
It is a substance which, if ingested, will change your entire fundamental nature. It will make you go from alive to dead, to from dead to mm-hmm. alive. It will turn you from a nice, polite boy, as uh, Samara, what's his face at the start was, to an unruly, drunken mess. It will, it will. Uh, some of the things that we learned about Naruto previously on the exploits of this podcast were that he really bad with children. Yet in this episode, he saves a child. His fundamental nature mm-hmm. has been changed, oh. and Ooh. and so, I would argue that this. Kari is so powerful that it could, in fact, potentially change the entire nature of this podcast. And that that's the end of my TED talk. What would we change that's from intriguing. into? <laughs> a good podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Not a cult. <laughs> Not a cult. We would stop being a cult. This is terrifying. <laughs> Wait, wait I mean, we would become a cult? We would become a cult because we're not a cult. <laughs> we we would become a, a good podcast. I just feel like if you weren't a cult, you wouldn't need to say it quite so much. Is my feeling about that? that. Yeah, there are. I'm sure plenty of things are cults and affirm that they are not. Like the new baseball craze, not a cult. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm gonna. I really. I like this idea of. Um, I I feel like it's. It's dualism, which is a concept in philosophy that I don't know anything about. Perfect. But it sounds like this interpretation of the carry of life is sort of a dualist way of looking at things, mm. that things inherently have uh, these kind of conflicting natures all at once mm. and that they can transition between. Um, I and I would like to yeah, I would like to say that I think there's mercury uh, in this carry. Just a <laughs> just a tiny, tiny little bit. I was what we did not see before. Ask what- we thought was in the curry. And I would say that mercury probably is a primary ingredient. Riley, what do mm-hmm. you think is in the curry? That, well, uh, mercury is, that's interesting. Like, because I've clearly, I could say red wine in this. I could see we saw the red wine go in. I believe, did we also see the bottle sink into it as well? So could I say that glass is in <laughs> Yes. <not>? Silica <laughs> is the core ingredient. Yes, it is important for for the fiber, for your for bone, bone protection. Silica <laughs> bone protection, famously strong glass, excellent for bone protection. <laughs> what we saw, we saw that the lightning dragon, the lightning protection. dragon negates the, destroys bones. We saw that happen with with yes. uh, with Has with he broccoli evaporated with the- to the bone, which means that yes. he's gone. We- Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He well, no, 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 no. The uh, the boy with the bowl cut. We saw him get hit by yes, lightning and then bounce around like a small rubber man. Mm. And he was unable to kind of get back up until they fed him the curry of life. And so the glass in that is where the strong bones come from. So the, did the curry sense. give him back his bones? I believe yes. But I, I think they're glass now. But that's a good thing. I think the the um. Okay. Hang on a second. In our tenants, we do state that Sasuke has glass bones and paper skin. <gasps> mm-hmm. Does this mean that Sasuke had already eaten the cu- curry of life? It has mm. to. That's why he's not friends anymore. What? What? That's why Sasuke's we, Sasuke's in hell. Tim, hi. Sasuke has, is a is a boy who is currently has n- no bones and we believe is in hell and we believe has turned his back on Naruto. Um, and so this would explain the curry of life inverting Sasuke. That makes sense. Why right. So, is, now, so is Sasuke the little brother? 
that I was talking about earlier or a different character? He is now. Listen. He is He is now also the character you were talking about. Not that it says in our tenants that Sasuke is the little girl at the end stirring the hot pot at the end and gets bashed with a spoon. Yes. That's yes. who Sasuke is. Like That is Sasuke. It's okay. canon. That's Sasuke now. But Sasuke yeah. used to be Naruto's mm-hmm. weak best friend with dark hair and the only brain cell. And yep. he enjoyed playing ping pong and now he makes curry he loved communism <laughs> yeah he-, he enjoys communism and curries was have i got that right mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. cool yeah. sounds like a great guy i would he like does. to be friends with sasuke i know yeah. me too we all would it's want a shame to be he's in sasuke. hell i think yeah <laughs> that is a shame <laughs> from from what i think we understand is that he um he was good friends and then something happened, and Naruto seems very grumpy about it and keeps saying Sasuke, which is why I propose the Curry of Life inverted him from friendship to non-friendship. Mm. 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 Do you think that the Curry of Life um, also makes you, if you were human before, non-human? You become whatever Ooh. the opposite of a human is. What is the opposite of a human, do you think? Is is that gas? Is that why that baby was gas? Yeah, like, I think so. Okay, interesting. Sort of a um a th- a theory ethereal. Hmm. It makes you it makes you lose your corporeal form and become like a mist that is in flux between existence and non-existence. Mm. Okay. I really that's like beautiful. that because that's kind of how we've interpreted ghosts. Um, I think so. You know, whenever whenever ghosts are depicted in film and television, they're kind of these wispy, misty entities that kind of slip in a gasish, gasish. Yep, we'll go with that Guess form <laughs> between this realm and the next. So I mm. think maybe that is the opposite of a human is a gas ghost, Great. and we see this in the episode. Cool. I'm writing you it down. It. I think that makes sense. I think I think that makes sense. Uh, Sarah, you have not gotten into what you believe is part of the curry of life and i want to know that from you well i mean i yeah i did i, I said what the curry of life does and its purpose and you know that's okay, obviously what's in it but what is in it i'm looking through these notes that i took um last time sorry let me just turn this over um rind night the thing that I do want to return to, which which Tim mentioned and I, which I got very excited about, because this is again several times in my notes, where it says that its spices blend together like the feelings of all mankind. So, does that mean that the curry contains the feelings of all mankind? Out of spice, <laughs> it's sort of like a dune thing. Hmm. <laughs> Man, so it's got I hope so. hatred. It's got <laughs> boredom. It's got horniness unfortunately it's got excitement rage so i've just upended a phoebe bridgers album directly into my my curry that sounds like a good spice i know who phoebe bridgers is yes exactly <laughs> somebody out there laughed I think the spice is different for everybody yes so so the i like this idea that the curry has every human emotion in it i like this idea that it rep- is it so representative of that like consuming every emotion does that bring to enlightenment is that the next step from there absolutely in the same way that if you eat smart people's brains you yourself gain their intellect this is the same thing I'm you writing it down mm-hmm. 
But what, yes, I, the- what I would like to get to the bottom of, and maybe, <laughs> Sarah, you can field this one, is when we say um, that the carry of life contains all human emotions, is that like it has a little piece of the whole range of possible human emotions or all of the emotions that all of the humans have is Ooh. contained within the curry of life hmm. no i always i always um what i interpreted this statement as is that they took you know they went and they found the most mad person and they took a little bit of that mad emotion um, as in the American sense of mad, meaning anger. Uh, and then they found the angry. saddest person, which was like some gamer somewhere, and they took a little bit of that <laughs> so sadness. Sad. And they found the happiest person, which is probably one of our podcast listeners. Mm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and they just, they went, and whoever made this curry, like, you have to go and collect all the emotions. Like, it's you have a to long... travel the world looking for the most extreme emotions. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that was my interpretation of it. Gamers Tears. Podcast listeners, hopes, a touch of mercury, a lot of red wine, and, you know, a healthy bottle of glass for bone strength. <laughs> that sounds like the perfect curry to me. I wouldn't want to eat any other kind of curry. What you could make it that? at home. Is anyone, else, is anyone else, like, really hungry right now? <laughs> I have for glass and mercury. <laughs> I'm like- hungry for gamers' tears. <laughs> I would love to drink them. <laughs> I have ribs on the grill out back. I am so excited. Are they gamer ribs? Where did you find the gamer? Oh, where's <laughs> the your gamer, source? The, ga- the gamer ribs. There's a meat market down the way that r- runs weekly Halo tournaments. So <laughs> they just never come out. <laughs> Can we quickly delve into that? Because I'm not sure if this podcast is comfortable uh, with, with getting into cannibalism, but can we just talk about what it would be like to eat gamers' ribs? Because I don't think they would be like as gamey as an athlete's ribs. I wouldn't want like an NBA player's no, ribs. But they might be a bit, I don't know, like a bit. Excuse- I think they would be very gamey. They're gamer ribs. <laughs> that is an excellent point. <laughs> I think very- that they would be saturated with the juice of the gamer, and they would induce only rage and hatred in whoever eats them. <laughs> Damn They'd right be it. very citrusy from the Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Dew's hypothetically citrus, right? I've never had it. I cannot tell I, you. I don't know. I wouldn't know. I forgot that this is just a thing. <laughs> that is a uniquely me experience, I guess. I couldn't even describe the taste of Mountain Dew, and I've drank a lot of it. I'm impressed that you would say citrusy, because I'm like, yeah, I guess. I would never think to describe it as containing citrus. If you 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 cannot describe the taste of Mountain Dew, sorry, Sarah. I was was also going to ask a similar question, but rather than focusing on the taste, I was going to focus on the emotional state in which one has to be in order to drink Mountain Dew. Both would be good. Mm -hmm. Tam, I'm, I'm pointing that at you. I want to. I want. I want to know. I want you to look. Attempt. Here's the thing about Mountain Dew: the taste is confusing because what you're tasting is human emotion. So mm. you need to be in a pretty enlightened state just to be able to drink the stuff, Hold to be able on. to absorb it. Okay. Is Mountain mm-hmm. is Mountain Dew the curry of life? It is like. Oh. <laughs> okay, so you know how you can get Red Bull and you can get those um, little concentrated ones. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That are only available in Southeast Asia. Yeah, there's this. Yeah, it's like I think they're illegal in most places in the world. (laughs) Ah, naturally. 
But I actually think it was how Red Bull started. And so it's got like... what the red liquid was? Not wine, but Madden Dew? Please continue. Sorry for interrupting. Not at all. I, th- I think it's it's possibly from Thailand. I'm trying to like picture the logo in my head and the text that's on it. I think it might be Thai. It's got the two balls on it. It's in a little kind of vial. And you've got to be very careful about how much you drink of this stuff or else, well, you know, your heart will stop. So I see Mountain Dew's relationship with the curry of life in a similar way where the curry of life is is, is the concentrate mm. and Mountain Dew is like the watered down mm. version. Mm. Oh, this is so enlightening. That's- this is, hmm, I have, I'm looking at a thing that's called Roaring Lion and seems to be a 16 ounce of Red Bull syrup That sounds right. I've stopped caring about this and instead I have a question. <laughs> yes. Um, I have written in my notes, can you have more than one friend and then four question marks discuss? I, mm. I ask this because the big man, the big mouth, the big ninja, mm-hmm. who is carrying the small child oh, to whom... I didn't really know what relationship he had, but Tim said brother, so I choose to believe that. Um, (laughs) He was very angry that his brother had more than one friend. Is this allowed, do you think? And why was he so mad? Big Mouth Man is framed as the villain, correct? Is he? Yes. Yes. I think think so. He's fighting children, so that's that's he where is. my thought process is. Mm. If I if I'm ever watching a thing and I see one person go, I will destroy this boy on the ground, and then another boy runs in front of them with arms out, I will assume the attacking one is the bad guy, and the mm. one on the ground is the good guy. We also, oh yes, uh, Ray and I did tally up that he says the word funeral seven times in this episode, mm. so. Mm. I loved that. I love threatening someone, not with killing them, but with giving them a funeral. I think that is a beautiful piece of poetry. What it's does respectful. it mean? Well, it it means that, like, yes, I will kill you, but I uh-huh. will see that to I will see to your funeral and see that it is see to it that it is beautiful, right? It's like he respects you, even though he must murder you. So still, still the villain, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, but he's like, he's a cool villain that you can get behind. Sort of an anti-hero, if you will, because killing people is bad. We can all agree. But so is disrespecting a wake. Like this guy at, at the very least is going, you know what? I will end your life, but I will make the celebration of it something to remember. Mm-hmm. People will remember you for the rest of rest of their lives mm. because they will remember how beautiful your, your funeral, funeral was. was. Actually, I have another theory. Sarah, what do you think yes. a funeral is? Oh, well, my theory was about your man, Ragu, but, like, I kind of... Oh, please. What if he's a small business owner and that he runs, like, a mortuary <laughs> or a funeral home and he's just, like, really fallen on hard times? Um... Mm. Maybe? So he's looking to Ooh. get more funerals. Yeah, I'm like if there's a thing around it. called the curry of life and it brings people back from the dead, like that that's not good for small businesses, like 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 funeral no. places. What are those called? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're called the thing. Mortuaries? Uh, no, that's Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. So is the old lady like a capitalist tycoon <laughs> trying to destroy small businesses? Is she the villain? Oh, yes. She's an enemy of small business. She's disrupting the cycle of life and death for profit. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I see this now. Sorry, Tim was saying something. Not at all. What were you saying, Tim? No, no, I interrupted you. I was just saying that, I mean, clearly, 
Yeah, she she is the villain. She is the enemy of small business in this show. And I think it's undeniable that small business is forever the good guy, right? <laughs> yeah, for, forever, of course. Naturally, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, our, our general aim is to utterly destroy capitalism, but while they're trapped in this horrific system, <laughs> I think it's probably good to support, yeah, businesses that don't profit off the suffering of you know, masses of people. I think the destruction of capitalism will be brought about by the acceptance that the smallest business of all is yourself. Damn. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Damn. My brain is so smooth. You are the sole proprietor of your own body where you can exactly. make your own Thank you so life. much for coming on this podcast. <laughs> um... Let me check my notes. I want to see if I have anything else important here. Yeah, we're coming up um, on this sort of so, 30 okay. minute mark. So if we've got closing remarks, so we get to I, them. I have so much more to say. <laughs> this is a dense episode. I have an important question about uh, Neji, who is the boy who was on the ground who kept eating the curry and getting sick. Oh, and I may dying have an again. answer for this. And he's half boneless. Y- yes. Why, why is Neji allergic to the curry of life? What does that mean? Would you like to hear my answer for this? Absolutely. Please. I would. So the, the the curry makes you go from being dead to being alive. Mm-hmm. And also from being alive to being dead. And I noticed on like possibly our third watch of this that um, Neji's eyes sort of flicker and he sort of responds to the people that come towards him to give him the curry. So he was alive and oh. they killed him. Oh, <laughs> they killed him. Oh, so wait so was his original state his original state was alive he got the curry went towards dead was dead then they had to give him the curry again to bring him back to life okay but then the second time they gave him the curry he was also dead maybe that was just a bad reaction to coming back to life so he's allergic to life must be that is Makes you think. Neji is and- allergic to life. You and me both shit the fuck. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, Ray, you said you got more? Um, well, I am looking at my notes now. And I, although I feel like uh, this episode sort of elevated me to a higher plane of human or perhaps non-human existence, <laughs> I don't really know. I don't... I feel like I wish this... Six and a half times, but I still don't understand it. You watched it once at two times speed, correct? Twice at two times speed. <laughs> Twice at two times speed. Those Thank watches you. were more enlightening than the other ones. <laughs> they gave me feelings that I can't put words to. Can you put noises I to? I understand. Yes. Actually, what I would like to do is close this episode by us each saying what we learned about the universe from this episode. Oh, okay. Starting with Tim. (laughs) Yes, Tim, what did you learn about the universe from this episode? I meant to say this at the beginning, but please imagine this as the three of us sitting at one side of a table and you sitting at the other side of it. And the bright light is shining in your face. Okay, I'm leaning back in my chair. The one thing that I have never been more sure of in my life that I've gained from this episode is that Never Believe It podcast is most certainly not a cult. 
Thank you. I love to hear it. Confirmed. I love to hear that. <laughs> to the I'm winking. You can't see this, but I am. I'm winking a lot as I'm saying those words. Mm-mm. That winking one's getting edited from out. <laughs> winking from sincerity. Yes. A famously sincere gesture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> winking means that you do believe it, actually. Sarah. But me? Um. Well, I mean, I mean, I just I don't want to beat a dead horse by also reiterating that we're not a cult. So, um, I'm going to say that the thing I've probably learned is that uh, don't ever drink Red Bull or Mountain Dew; they're not safe. That's what <laughs> I've learned. Not safe for you. Yes, a good lesson. <laughs> Fuck, I I suppose that puts me next on the list. I I I learned uh, in a thing that we did not address at all. If you get hit with enough lightning, you will just turn into stardust falling off a cliff. You will evaporate to the bone. Yeah, he, he... D- down from the bone, it'll all be gone. Mm-hmm. Ray, I learnt that. Hmm. I learnt that the passage between life and death is transient and can be easily crossed. I learnt that friendship is beautiful but deadly. I learnt that. Death is something to be treated lightly by children. I learnt that curry is terrifying, and I learnt that <laughs> alcohol makes you bendy and floppy, like you have no bones but you're still strong. Those are the things that I learned. That's so beautiful. Beautiful. Tim, ostensibly people are still listening. Where could the people find you if they wanted to find you on the internet? Well, and what do uh, you do that you want people I'm a- to see? I'm about to start a new season of the worst idea of all time with my friend Guy Montgomery. Um, we've been podcasting together for about seven years. Uh, usually what we do is we watch and review the same movie every week for a year. It's um, not a good idea. It's not second. a good idea. Ray, did you know this when you kept watching this episode over and over again? Yes, that's why I did it. Oh, oh it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful tribute. It all makes sense though. You're welcome. We've changed the format slightly. In New Zealand, when Guy and I were teenagers, there was a softcore pornography series which would play on television after midnight on a Friday called Emmanuel. And we're going to watch and review all 50 Emmanuel films. Beautiful. Christ almighty. <laughs> so, worst idea of all time. Just Google that or I'm on Twitter. Tim underscore bat. B-A-T-T. Outstanding. And the rest of us don't give outros. Yeah, no. Don't do anything yep. else worth listening to. Don't find me. <laughs> don't Only find listen us. Listen to this forever. Listen to this and then listen to Tim. That's it. Can I say something? Yes. yes. Please. I would I would like to say this. I would like to say, Riley, thank you so much for tracking me down, inviting me on the show. I would like to say, Ray and Sarah, how wonderful it is to meet you. And uh, this has been a thrill and truly... <laughs> The very best way I could have started my day. Thank you so much. I am glad. I I hope you you have a fantastic day for the rest of your day. And uh, Mm. fucking podcast over. Yay! (laughs) It's been absolutely delightful to meet you. Podcast over. Podcast over. Podcast over. Never believe it! Never believe it! Never believe it! Naruto! Naruto! Ninja clan, ninja clan, here we stand. Naruto, I'm on my way. Naruto.
Naruto, I'll be okay Getting ready to fight on sight Got my best friends by my side Sasuke is really cool Sakura, the beautiful our beautiful theme music is by James Fairley. You can find them on Twitter at James A.P. Fairley. The artwork is by our very own Ray, and you can find us at narrowtohead.band. Thank you, Andrew. And if you want to at me and beg me to get a pop filter, you can go to Church of Nort on Twitter.